you guys bow your heads let's pray father we thank you we pray and, and we believe that the confidence of god that we have to enter boldly into your throne room and father we just thank you lord that we refuse to let that confidence and that boldness to be removed or taken away or be threatened that lord god we just thank you that nothing that comes up can stop us from entering boldly into the throne room of God. I just speak confidence over every believer in this room to have confidence that our, their God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that they could even ask or think. The devil knows he cannot steal our salvation, so he's after confidence. I, I just pray, I pray before we even preach it, a level of confidence to be able to rise up, not arrogance, but confidence that I know that my God is going to uh, fix this. I know my God is going to settle this. I know my God is going to heal. I know my God is going to deliver my family. I have confidence because Jesus came, died, and rose again so that I would have confidence to enter into the throne room of God boldly. And I pray that for restoration for areas that you've already prayed for and believed God for, but may have lost hope, but I pray in the name of Jesus your confidence begin to come back that you get it back tonight tonight to bless the Lord with all of your soul and all that is within you that you'll bless his holy name Lord tonight we just draw a line in the sand and we just declare that we're not taking another step back we're going forward in the name of Jesus, everything that I've prayed and believed you for, I, I pray for a holy uh, digging of things that you prayed and destinies and dreams and purposes that you know that you saw God show you to do in you and that somewhere along the way, someone may have stolen your confidence or even just told you you were not able. But I pray in the name of Jesus that those words are falling off, falling to the ground. Father, I pray the spirit of abandonment to leave in the name of Jesus for we know that we are surrounded by God we are surrounded by heaven and Lord I just bless you I thank you Jesus you're so worthy to be praised that we're going to give that to you I thank you that as people enter into their jobs and enter into places of work places of business not afraid to step up to challenges not afraid to step up to, to, to the things that are in front of them and know I'm going to do this for the very spirit of God has called me to do so, so that I could be a blessing to my family. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, even in our prayers, that we don't lose confidence in what you've called us to do. You showed it to us. We're going to keep it. We don't care how deserted, how desolate things look. God, you spoke it. It's true. We're going to live in that. And we believe that it is coming to pass right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a holy boldness to take over this church. A holy boldness and a very, very uh, strong confidence in the very things of God. Say, I believe. I just flat out believe. And there's nothing that can stop me in my belief in God. And Father, we praise you for it. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, and we, let's just lift up people we know that don't have any confidence in themselves. I want you just to pray for them right now. 
those that are just seem too weak and and tends to give in to things that are negative and too bad and just don't have any belief in themselves but we pray we pray that they recognize that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by the spirit of the living God they do not have to put up with negative things and negative people in the name of Jesus we thank you for a boldness begin to rise up and family members and loved ones and friends who may be in bad relationships and bad times just bad things that Lord God they begin to rise up and say I've got God I'm entering into the throne room of God Almighty holy holy is the Lamb of God holy is the one who was slain holy is the Lamb of God who rose from the grave Lord, we bless you tonight. I thank you, Lord. I, I thank you for a new walk tonight. I thank you for steps, Lord God, that, that are just ordered, just bold walking, Lord God, that we walk with power and not let the lost get left. We're going to bless you tonight. We're going to honor you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So obviously when we were praying, we are talking about, uh, we're going to preach about confidence, right? Uh, how many of y'all struggle with confidence at times? Amen. Whether you show it or not, right? Uh, how many of y'all don't struggle with confidence? You just got it all the time. I'm just trying to get you folks who are not participating to do this. I'm going to give you one more shot. How many of y'all struggle with confidence at times? There you go. Let's catch somebody. <laughs> so, so when that happens, right, we got to understand where confidence come from, right? Uh, but, but in order to have confidence, it's obviously about confiding. And who you confide in is what you're going to have confidence in. Confiding in Christ. Amen. And so Ephesians chapter 3, verse 11 through 13. According to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may enter God's presence with boldness and confidence. So I ask you not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Father, I just pray, Lord, that there's, there's a healing that is happening in our confidence that is going to uh, ignite us from, from, from the level we are to the level you call us to be, that we're going to uh, manifest and grow tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So it is cool, like, uh, sometimes that we struggle where in, in, you know, no matter what age we're in, it's always the next day that we don't have enough confidence in because we don't know what's going to happen. Or we can say the future, right? I have no confidence in what I'm doing now because I don't know how it's going to play out later on. But what God is saying, the way to have your confidence restored is enter into his presence. Go into the throne of God. That's really why Jesus died, so we could enter confidently into the presence of God. Beforehand, they couldn't enter confidently. The Levi priests used to have to tie a chain to each other, right, as they entered in, because if you had sin entering into the presence of God, you died. And you just, they drug you out. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Can you imagine if you had one thing wrong and you came in church, you would just die. Ain't y'all glad we got the grace of God now? Y'all would be more excited about that. I am. Because there was some service we just have to miss. We're past that. I didn't do so well this week. He <laughs> had to just miss out on today's service. You know, one of his kids got on his nerves. We had to shut it down. And he can't come to church because he'd die. In fact, he didn't even come to the parking lot this week. He just, he, can y'all imagine? Isn't that good news? Right? 
So you got to come boldly. And there are times where you walk into, and, and, and I know when people think that what you're confident in or, or, or what, what you can do, others just simply can't do. And you're confident in it. And you have to be confident in your place. Don't envy what someone else is confident in. Right? It, it's tough, right? Because then that's one I hear all the time. People are like, man, I wish I could just stand up and speak in front of people like you do. Like, it's no big deal. You know, do you, and like my dad was asking me, he said, do you get nervous? I go, yeah, every service. I said, people can tell you in my church, I am sweating. I am, I am like, it is, it doesn't matter. The crowd, it matter. I am sweating. I don't know what God is going to say through me. And the sweat is coming out. I don't know whose life is on the line. I've had enough people hand me notes and, and needles and razor blades and, and little packets. I'm guessing was drugs. I threw them away immediately. I did not use them, but they, had th they were going to kill themselves that day. So when you're thinking, when you're standing here and you're thinking like somebody may not die because of what you're about to say. Well, naturally, I know what's going around in my head. Ain't all that healthy for people to get up. I'm thinking about lunch. Right? That ain't going to keep nobody from committing suicide. That may, you know, they may get a big meal and then go. You know, like, if I go, what's on my mind? <laughs> so you have to be confident, not arrogant. There's a difference. Right? Arrogant talks about you. Confidence talks about what God wants to do through you. Right. And there's a point. So it is through Christ that we that we are decorated with confidence to enter into the most powerful place of our life. Right. How, how many of y'all have relatives that when you went to go visit their house, they looked at you funny when you opened a refrigerator? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. 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 OK. So all of us except so I was like, I know y'all ain't got them kind of families. You know, they'd be all looking at you like, well, what if you don't want us to just say you don't want us to eat your food then? You know, they would look at you, and, and I think we've made it a habit. <laughs> There's enough snacks at our house. I, really, how we're alive, we don't know, okay? There's enough snacks in our house. We don't ever want anyone that comes over to feel like they can't have something. I mean, I may say something to them. You know, I do it all the time. Like, just put that back. That's mine. You know, I don't like, well, here's my pet peeve, Okay. I don't like when they go play football and they want to come in with no shirts on, without their shirts. Okay, I don't want all that out over my kitchen. I just <laughs> cover them up. I don't want some falling in the chili. Okay, so, but 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 we we grew up like that where it was always like that. We my mom would have us go and stay with our aunt who was always like, "Don't be eating all my food." And, She'd make these big, thick pancakes, and now I figured out why. So we wouldn't ask for nothing else to eat. These things were heavy. You ate one, you just, we couldn't even finish chewing them. We'd just be sitting there. We'd fall asleep trying to eat these things. They would be so big. Like, I, I wish my Aunt Gloria was still alive. She's the funniest lady, and she got saved, uh, and a couple years later died of cancer. Uh, but, man, she was one of the funniest human beings. And she was the aunt that I would have to go. She'd go get so drunk, and I'd have to go get out of these little bars and dives. And, you know, she would be just a mess. She'd, she used to throw up all the time, and I'd just hug her. And she you're the only one. Love. You know how drunk people. Uh, you're the only one. Love me, baby. You don't. I'd just come on, come on. And those men would be grabbing at her. But I had confidence that I could walk out of there with her. 
even as little as I was, I was like, I'm coming to get my aunt, and she'd just be passed out, and these men be all around her, and I'd just walk in there to get her. And, and so some of the things that you have to do is realize that God has put you in a position for a reason, not to be afraid, but to be confident, right? So I just posted on social media, some relationships ended for a reason and not just for a season, okay? It wasn't just so you could go back later. Some of them, <laughs> look at Pastor Rita. <laughs> well, Pastor Rita cracks me up, man. Okay, and that is the presence of God. You go enter the presence of God. You get confident when you enter the presence of God. One of my strongest times is that morning when I'm running down here and I'm just listening to the word and I'm listening. I feel so strong. And then I go to the gym. And I feel okay, but not as strong as I did. I'm like, do I need to go back outside and run? No, God said you need to run with what you ran with. Okay, Jesus, you got to get all poetic. The confidence is what helps us shake the world and not be shaken by the things in the world, right? So I've been telling the, the group, uh, the 2020 class today, it was the first time I was like, make a scene, make a scene. We're going to make a scene because y'all 2020, y'all going to give people the best view. Make a scene. And they were like, oh, I like that. Don't steal it. It's mine. I have to cut your little t-shirt off you. Don't do it. So when we recognize that confidence is a spiritual attribute that is a part of our relationship with God, we will fight for it to be strong in our daily life. Uh, some of us need to speak up, okay? And not just to be rude, but to let people know where you stand, okay? You got to speak up. I'm afraid they may leave you. They're not there to start with. And never get upset by someone that you have to cut out of your life when they provided the scissors anyway. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. <laughs> I can hear you. You sympathize with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property, knowing that you yourselves had a better and permanent possession. So do not throw away your confidence. Amen. Don't throw it away. It may not be your time yet. It may not be your time to go into areas everybody else is going into. Your time may be to sit back and grow in the place that you're in. A lot of times at every age, it seems like every age, we're in a rush to try to keep up with what somebody else our age is doing. I wonder what other 52-year-old men are doing. Who cares? God says, you do what I talk call you to do. Don't be in a rush. Don't throw away your confidence Live in your confidence for the moment that you're in right now. It holds a great reward when we live in our confidence that we're in right now. I mean, you got to hold a great reward. It's so, it's so cool. Okay, so I'm going to try to stay on point, though. But I'm do So all of these schools that were there today was seven schools. Well, one school only had five kids in their power group. All the other ones had 40 and 22. You know, they had big groups. And so we got ready to do the skits. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll do y'all. I'll be in y'all skit with y'all. And I said, I'm not going to act right. I'm telling you now. So you may as well pick something I can be, act like a child in, because I love attention. And so I'm going to do it. And so, but one, one of the kids that were there, she was afraid. She just standoffish. You know, the, you know that one little girl that looked mean the whole time, but she really ain't mean, but she just, this is how she keep everybody away. This is how she fight her battles. And she just kept everybody just standoffish. I said, girl, quit looking at people and yelling at people with your face. She started laughing. I said, you stop it. I said, look at you. 
She said, I can't. I'm looking at you. I said, I know, and it's scary. And so we were, we were, we started picking on each other. And so she started to started to get into it, right? And I and I think you, you just gotta have like, and I don't care about what these kids think. You know what I mean? Like they may do. And so I brought up the thing about being a tryhard. I, I still don't understand why this is an insult now. Kids call somebody a tryhard. You know, like if you're trying too hard to match, are you trying too hard? You know, they trying too hard. You ever heard that? Y'all heard that? Look, 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 they know. You're like, feel like y'all sit up here in the back and try hard. What's wrong with that? If you get called a try hard, it's not a good thing. Okay? You try hard. Well, I had to break this one little boy down about that. Try hard. I said, yeah, I am trying hard. I'm trying hard not to let another student die. I'm trying hard not to let somebody get bullied. I'm trying hard not to let somebody feel afraid. How you feel? I'm trying hard on you now. He was like, okay, I'm sorry. No. Nah. <laughs> Let me try hard. <laughs> so maybe if you try harder not to open your mouth, you wouldn't be going through this deal right now. Try hard. Everybody's like, okay, we get it. Right. And I think part of that is now I have a confidence to do that, right? Because I know the audience, I, I know what, what's happening there. But but as we were doing this, you should have seen the turn, right? And the confidence in this person that went from angry to want, not wanting to participate to getting into everything and being a part in that. The one teacher came to me, she goes, Thank you. I didn't think she was going to ever move. I said, yeah, but, but sometimes we have to move for her, with her, and then she'll take over from that point on. I think you need to move for some people. Some people are paralyzed with fear. They have no confidence. And just because you're confident in it, you don't, you don't, don't expect them to be able to do what you can do. Amen? Verse, and let me finish up. I didn't even finish reading all the verses. You need to persevere. Don't throw away your confidence because it holds a great reward. So that after you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Now, there's a possibility to do the will of God. Everybody say amen. And not receive a thing for it. And you know why? Because people don't have confidence that God is going to bring it to them. There it is right there. He says, they, people don't have any confidence. They do my will, but they don't have confidence that I want to bless them. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. God got rid of one of my $20 bills that I've been holding on to for. <laughs> this lady, I was, was at Walmart. She couldn't, you know, you had that little check counter thing. And I'm just passing by, and I see her up there, and the lady goes, this been denied. She was trying to cash check. I didn't know they could deny you cashing it. But apparently they didn't let her cash in, so she was like crying, and she went to the car. And so as I was going to my car, I said, ma'am, just go to another store. Sometimes they machines don't work. And, and, you know, see, let me just tell you my judgmental, okay? I was being judgmental, okay? So she didn't have any confidence because she's embarrassed because she thinks what everybody in the line is going to say. But it's, they in customer service for a reason, right? They ain't got it all together either. They mop broke too. So... You know, she, she, she's in her car. She's got a cigarette lit, right? I didn't even think about that. I said, just go to another store. That machine's don't work. She goes, I don't have any gas to go to another store. I said, oh, you're going to be all right? And I walked off <laughs> to my car. That's exactly what I said. I, that ain't Pastor Rita. This is not Pastor Rita. This is what God has to work with. Not, that ain't what Pastor Rita would have done. Pastor Rita would have emptied out her little Michael Kors purse and just gave all our stuff away. That's just, that's just mortgage. Just go and spend that on something. You're like, girl. But I went and jumped in my car. God says, where are you going? Home, Jesus. 
I've been running around with kids for seven hours. It's time for me to go to the house. My feet hurt. These pants is hot. It's time to go. He said, she ain't got no gas. Oh! I'm going to go do that right now, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you can forget, right? But just go get it. And I went and took it to her. Oh, she started going into I go, uh-uh, this ain't even holy because I forgot to do it the first time. Here, just take it. I'm just going to get to my car. It ain't even mine. That's your $20. I'm not even supposed to have that. That's yours. Don't go into, oh, thank you. Don't, don't even do that because I ain't even, this ain't right. And good luck with your cigarettes. You know, just, you know, you know it just crossed your mind like, how did you get them cigarettes? You know what I mean? Like, you want to you wanna ask, but Jesus didn't tell me to ask that. In fact, he was like, how did you get to be a preacher? Like, that's the question we need to be asking. Who leaves someone that says, I got no gas to go get it? Check. And I went, okay, you'll be all right. That's exactly what I did. Like, come on, girl. Roll your minivan up the street. Not even paying attention. She's smoking a cigarette outside in the car with the windows down. It's hot. Sometimes I just don't see clearly. This is great news, not that I don't see clearly. That the enemy cannot steal your confidence and neither can bad circumstances. You know what can steal your confidence? You not using it. It's never gone, it's just not used. If it's unused, that means you're unprepared. Your confidence. We become weak in our confidence when it is cast away because the challenges of life become greater than the changes we are seeking. So if I'm seeking certain changes and then the changes are not happening, then I start to give up my confidence that it can be done because I don't see anything changing. So therefore, my confidence is gone. And once your confidence is gone, you're, oh, I'm almost ahead of my, slow, slow it down. I knew right there. Slow it down. Right? Honest truth, right? Honest. We, like, like, we don't say truth be told, but if I say honest to truth, it's the same thing. But because if people say truth be told, like, have you been lying all this time? Uh, so honest, honestly, like when we start working on sermons and stuff, it's hard for us to have a conversation because we got stuff in our head we need to get written down before we forget. Right, and so we can't have natural conversations. And when we got home, all of this was in my head. And Pastor Rita wanted to know about the trip, and I was like, "Right now, I need to write this down." On the, I guess you don't feel like talking then. No, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. She said it's sweeter than that. Okay, how did you say it? Let me fix it because I I mess up. I lie up here on the pulpit. How did you say it? I said it's okay. You don't feel like talking. That's exactly what she said. I didn't feel threatened or nothing. So when God is starting to minister to us, we can't just sidebar, right? We have to document what God is speaking to us. Number one, because we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. So when she politely, you know, went to her room and, oh, yeah, you're, you're with the Lord on the sofa in the living room in front of the TV. You with Jesus. Don't let the challenges Take your confidence away from what you're wanting to change. So our reward for keeping our confidence is boldly entering into the presence of God. When you are not confident, worship God. Nothing restores your confidence like worship to God. Nothing restores your confidence. like, And no matter what it is, it's like you, you worship 
God, the strongest consciousness will give birth to our confidence, what you are aware of. This is why a drug addict is confident in a drug. It's got their consciousness. Alcohol got their confidence because it's, the, it's that thing that has their conscious. They're more conscious about it. And when you got somebody that's conscious about it, they can be like, they got some mochismo about them, right? You have to mochismo your Jesus, right? You got to have so much, you know what I mean? Like, I'm with Jesus. Like, and, and, it, it, and it'll, it'll hit you at times, especially when people are trying to deny or, or make you feel bad about believing. It'll come up in you. So the strongest conscience will give birth to your confidence. If we are not conscious of God at, at, at God's, uh, of God all the time presence, we will throw away our conscience, we'll throw away our confidence to the surroundings and the mentality it provides, right? You got to be confident about the food you're about to eat. I, I pray in public. Whatever you got to do, don't throw away your consciousness about God. We become unconscious. You can have your consciousness seared, burned like a hot rock, hot, hot rock, hot. It could be burned. Hot iron, hot iron. <sighs> Exodus chapter 4, verse, I'm trying, Irene, I'm trying. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Moses, confidence. Please, Lord, Moses replied, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and tongue. Now, some people say that Moses stuttered. That's what that meant. I don't know. He just said he wasn't, maybe he wasn't as quick on his feet to make comebacks. If someone asked a question, Moses may have said, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. I don't know that. He may have to come back another day to give my answers because he said he wasn't quick on his feet. And the Lord said to him, who gave man his mouth? And who makes the, the mute or the deaf, the, the sighted or the blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will, help you. I will help you as you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Right? And if you've got people in your life that just always takes everything you say the wrong way, okay? I would tell you to raise your hand, but I don't want you to do that. But you know who they are. And you have to go, God, help my mouth speak to them. Right? Help my tone. Help my whatever it is. Help my whatever. He'll speak to them. So here's the deal. Hold your head up and know that whatever God has called you to do, he will be the one doing it through you. The greatest speeches ever told were the ones that were not learned, but God birthed through us at the time. So there is no need to feel incapable. Just be available. The word tells us to, be, to not be afraid. And I believe the DNA of the spirit is to be free from the law and enter into relationship with Christ. So at the beginning of anyone struggling and with confidence is an assignment to bring deliverance to many people. So if you have some area in your life where you're not confident, that means that at the beginning of that, God has already said, I need you to get up in this area because I want to deliver a great multitude of people. Whatever it is. Now, think about it. What are you struggling with in your confidence? Because before that struggle of confidence came in, there's an assignment in front of it. Moses struggled with confidence to be able to speak in front of people. Who was, what was the assignment? Deliver the children of Israel. Yours may be deliver your family from a generational curse. 
I'm afraid to speak up. Everybody in the family older than me. But if you're not confident, everyone behind you is going to die from what the ones before you died from. Delivered it. There's a deliverance in you. And that's where your confidence becomes. Because it's overwhelming to think about. Right? It's overwhelming. Hold your head up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. We, we normally love verse 2 in the King James Bible. It says, set your affections on things above. But we're going we're gonna to go NIV. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So your minds on, <laughs> so your minds, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, Right? What if they don't like me? That means your mind is set too low. What if I obey God and people get mad at me? Your mind is set on the wrong level. Set your mind on things above. What if they never talk to me again? Well, praise God and teach me how to get that to work. Our concentration is critical to our confidence because that's what has the ability to hold our attention and has the authority of our confidence concentration, right? What you look at the longest will become the strongest in your life. What I concentrate on, what I do daily determines what I become permanently. I'm confident, right? I'm confident. There are some areas you're not afraid of. If you have to go do them, you're not afraid of them. Uh, me going and speaking for six hours and doing a training doesn't, doesn't make me nearly as, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, excited or terrified. <laughs> as a 45-minute or hour speech about healthy choices. That seven hours got nothing compared to that 45 minutes because I got to pack that in there, and I got to make sure every word is deliberately and every word is assigned to every minute and every second. Seven hours, we got time. We'll catch them an hour five. 45 minutes, I'm pouring because then you start hearing people's internal cries. This is crazy, right? And you're crazy. Oh my gosh, man. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, sometimes I wish I wasn't filled with the spirit because it's scary when you're speaking and you hear someone sitting in the seat crying, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Like they raping me. Like you hear these things and you're like, and then the first time it ever happened, I remember God said, that's me. Keep talking. I said, well, you're going to have to tone it down because it's interrupting the rest of my thoughts. <laughs> I heard that when that teacher that, that I heard that scream and dial 911, I'm dying. And afterwards, the lady hands me that note that she had planned to clean out her locker that day. She just come to clean out her stuff. She didn't even know I was going to be there. It was staff development. She forgot staff development. She just happened to come on the day staff development was. And they had invited me there for their convocation. That was the day she decided not to die. But the screaming. So this is why, you know, I say put the things of God in you. All right? That doesn't just show up when you got so much clutter in there. When God has to speak through so much junk, clean it out. Somebody needs to hear you. Somebody needs uh, your deliverance, right? Uh, a strong focus provides energy. The greatest energy that you can ever have is when you're so focused, you know what you're doing. 
A, a word-focused believer, a word-focused believer will have plenty of energy to be obedient for God's will in their life, right? A lack of confidence comes from broken focus. If all you can see is how things cannot be done, reset your focus on God and his will is going to energize every area of your life. Reset it on God, all right? So here's your prayer, Acts 29, 30 and 31. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto the servants Unto, their, unto thy servants, that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. They spake, right, or spoke. So if y'all don't know, what is spake? Spake, spoke, speak. They was back then, right? And you got to have confidence. And we can joke around all day, but we have confidence in the word of God, you know? What is that? In fact, I even just heard today that a man said if, if, if a man was out camping by himself and he said something to himself, would he still be wrong? <laughs> He's by himself. <laughs> But my wife wouldn't agree with that, so I'm wrong. <laughs> You're out there by yourself. Light up, Francis. Request from God. Here's your request from God. The strength and confidence to carry on. Okay? There's not one of us in this place has ever been a, where we can say we were confident all the time. No. We had to go get some. Right? We had to go get some confidence. And if we didn't go get it, we... Uh, kind of fail miserably under what was over us, right? So don't let timing, don't let anybody else's schedule tell you you are out of position. Stay confident. Stay in a place of strength and courageous and be bold and say, God, I'm going to let you do what you're going to do through me. It doesn't matter what everybody else looks like. I'm going to let you do through me what you've called to do to me. Amen? Amen. All right. You guys bow your heads. i gonna take another sip. There's mm -hmm. mm. a bunch of stuff in there. Good goose. All right. As your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Amen. Rita Ackwright in church. Father, we just pray for the pastor's wife. We just thank you for healing. Lord, we just praise you for our confidence. I, I just I sense this so strong that tomorrow. Words are going to come out of our mouths that are orchestrated by you. And Lord, their lives are going to be turned around. I pray for the anointing of God for them to hear the cries that no one else hears. Hear the screams no one else hears. I pray, I pray, I speak that over you. That that silent pain, silent hurt. The one thing that believers could do is heal and bring forth healing to those who've been abused and been hurt because we can hear what no one else can hear. And hear by the Spirit of God. Spirit of the living God, we welcome the blood of Jesus over our ears to hear what's not being said. Loved ones in our house are not speaking, but they're hurting. They're not speaking, but they're frustrated. They're not speaking, but they're depressed. But in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord God, for turning up the volume on my spiritual ears to hear. My children are not saying what I 
feel like they're going through, Lord, help me to hear. My parents are not saying what I know that they're going through. Help me to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Give me confidence to know that I am loved, to be loved. Give me confidence to speak up, confidence to carry on, Lord. That's our request. Grant unto us boldness, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we step into that calling and that purpose with authority. In Jesus' name, amen.